Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, and welcome to episode number 214 of Amber on Podcasts. I am your host, Amber Camille Ligon, and this podcast is all about doing more good for you and more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. Podcasts saved my life when I lost everything and hit rock bottom back in 2017, which is what inspired me to create this show so that someone out there who is searching for answers will find what they need to help them on their journey. In this episode, you will learn the benefits of having a bittersweet mindset and bittersweet emotions and the science behind why it feels so good and why we always crave more. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me. Now, let's get down to the good stuff, and let's start the show. I have, along with many of you, felt the pressure to always look on the bright side and act happy no matter what. I've spent so much of my life this way, and it's exhausting. I value authenticity, and if I'm acting cheery and positive all the time, I'm not being authentic. I'm lying. So I was super excited when I learned about Susan Cain's new work on the Quick Brain podcast. Susan Cain is a best-selling author whose books have spent eight years on the New York Times bestseller list. In her latest book, Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole, she discusses how sadness and melancholy are key to achieving transcendence and feeling connected to others. Susan says she wanted to understand why people like rainy days and sad songs. And she discovered that tapping into those bittersweet emotions can help you open your heart and see the world through new eyes. She also wanted to understand why listening to sad music didn't make her feel sad. Susan enjoyed sad music and it made her feel uplifted, gave her a sense of communion and made her feel less alone and more connected to herself. She was in awe that music could take something built out of heartache and turn it into pure beauty and connection. She realized this is actually a much bigger thing than just sad music. Sages and teachers from thousands of years ago have been telling us that sorrow and bitterness are things to be cherished. I'm not talking about depression. That's totally different. Susan says, in a world of positivity overload, we are missing and longing for our connection to longing and bittersweetness. Susan says, embracing this outlook can help you open up to deeper wisdom and greater happiness. We find beauty in heartache, sorrow, and longing. And there's proof. Researchers, psychologists, and neuroscientists have been working on this for years. And they found that people will listen to the happy songs on their playlist 175 times on average. And they listen to the sad songs on their playlist 800 times on average. The people in the study say they associate sad music with wonder, awe, and transcendence. Or, as researchers call them, the sublime emotions. And it's not just music. This is due to something called the paradox of tragedy. Why do we like movies that make us cry? Why do we like rainy days? Because it connects us to our nature and reminds us that we're all in this together. Susan says it gives us a sense of deep communion in a time when the world is so divisive. And this is one of the most powerful tools we have to help us see and love each other. The thing is, we have a broad spectrum of emotions. 
and they all serve a deeper purpose. Research shows that humans bond with each other when we respond to each other's sorrow. Evolution makes us respond to the cries of our babies, but we don't just respond to our own baby, we respond to all the cries from everyone. This is embedded in our nervous system, in our vagus nerve, which is in charge of major functions in your body, like digestion and your breathing. Our vagus nerve is activated when we see another person in sorrow. This is a key part of our biology. Researchers also found that older people tend to be happier, have more gratitude, and are less irritable and angry, according to research done by Laura Karstensen. In her research, Laura found that this wisdom isn't because of their old age. It's because older people are more in touch with the fragility of life because they have less time left. Young people who are also in touch with the same fragility of life have the same characteristics. Susan says it's about learning how to look the fragility of life in the eye and see the beauty in it instead of being scared and running away. Susan says people who have a high tendency toward a bittersweet mindset tend to be highly sensitive. They tend to have a predisposition to absorption, which leads to creativity. They have frequent states of awe, wonder, and transcendence. They long for a better world. For some, they find connection in religion, and for others, they're connected to a different source. Bittersweet people are ones who are looking for access to the wondrous, and I am definitely one of these people. I'm definitely looking for access to the wondrous, and I think you probably are too. I love this so much, and I love feeling more confident and accepted in my love for bittersweet moments because, to be honest, I love listening to Mariah Carey and crying my little eyes out, so this really hits home. Now, there are two key takeaways I want you to keep in mind, dear listeners. Number one, Susan says we are taught that the main road in life is when everything is going well. Then, when bad things happen, that is considered a detour. But that's not true. It's all the main road. Enjoy it all. The joy, the sorrows, it's all part of the main road, and it's all part of our journey. Susan says, our resistance is what makes the hard things harder. If we learn to accept and look for the beauty in life, we have a much easier time. And we can have more peace and experience more beauty and wonder. And number two is, Susan says, typically, we do one of two things when the pain comes. Number one is, we don't fully accept it. Or number two is, we look at it and we say, this sucks, but how can I turn it into something else? When we can help someone else who has experienced the same thing, my personal favorite, or when we can create a piece of art and turn the pain that you can't get rid of into a creative offering. It doesn't have to be some huge work of art, and you don't have to be a musician or do something grand. Just do whatever feels good to you. Just create. Do what you like to do when you were a kid. I love, 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 love this reframe of bittersweet moments and sorrow. It's giving me so much power and good energy, and I'm so happy to share it with you today, dear listeners. Now, you know the benefits of having bittersweet emotions and a bittersweet mindset and the science behind why it connects us and why we always crave more. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe. Please leave a review and let me know what you think about the show. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.